What's going on, Paisanos? <laughs> Papa V here. How you guys doing today? I know it's been a while since I did a podcast, and some of you guys like to listen in on the podcast and hear my thoughts on the game. I've just been, you know, trying to keep busy during this pandemic, and unfortunately, I haven't had time to really sit down, relax, and put time to decide to record the podcast. But here we are recording the podcast. Very simple. <laughs> um, so I'll tell you right now what I've been working on lately to keep busy and keep the mind motivated and to keep focused on keep focused on trying to get uh trying to get back into the game when the game finally makes a comeback is deck cores. I've always been about deck cores, by the way. I feel like that's something that people like rambling me up with. They're like, V, you looked in the deck cores? <laughs> like, I think one of my first videos, the first thing, one of the first things I mentioned was grab deck cores. Anyway. So I like to look at a lot of deck courses. Some of them are really good. And in this in this podcast, I'm going to go over a bunch of them that I think have uh, good relevancy to what you should be working on right now. Because there's a lot of these deck courses that you'll build, you'll set up, and then you'll just go, oh, shit, I, I'll probably never use that one like Evil Swarms. I have two Evil Swarms, those from our deck courses. Probably never going to use them. But hey, I got them. <laughs> and... Right now, I'm, I'm holding all of them in my lap, obviously, the ones I'm looking to work on. And I have a bunch of them in here, guys. My favorite one that I think will get a lot of mileage out of is going to be a toss-up. And that's going to be between Burning Abyss and Mermel Slash Atlanteans. I think those are easily going to be the most worked-on uh, decor uh, that I have. I ideally want to get these max rarity, but at the same time, the prices on cards are like Mermel Atlanteans are so insane. And if you guys are out there and, and 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 you're in my position, I would just get the cards in any rarity. Who cares? If you can get a max rarity, cool. If you cannot get a max rarity, it's not going to break the bank. And I think that's very important for a lot of people because, you, you know, these when, when it's an overpriced card, obviously you want max rarity, but you don't want to spend it stupidly. You don't want to go in and be like, hey, this is a, this is a good idea. I'm going to, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to do this. Pro- it, it, it just... It's just not a not idea, not a good uh, setup. Um, it's just I don't know. It's not good feng shui. But overall, looking at all these, I want to go over a bunch of them, and we'll talk about them in this podcast. So the first one I have over here, and if you guys look at my community tab on my channel, if you guys follow me on Instagram, uh, I posted a picture uh, with all of them in this big ni- nice thing. It's called by Pirate Lab. They sent me this, and. Is where I normally put all my deck, uh, my deck course in these small little uh, Japanese boxes that were sent, to, that were also sent to me. Uh, but number one, I have Altergeist. I think Altergeist is always going to be a threat in the game of Yu-Gi-Oh, uh, because it's such a great control deck. It's probably arguably one of the best control decks in the history of the game. I mean, think about it. You, they're all spellcasters, so they could run Secret Vigil as a spellcaster, just locking your opponent out from spells. I mean, first turn. Doing that is pretty broken. Uh, multi-figure is broken. So broken, it got limited to one. I mean, even if you're not a control player, I think you should always have at least one control-type deck in case you ever find yourself going into a meta in which you're not comfortable with the mid-range or or or, or, or the full-on co- uh, con- uh, combo decks. Try control sometime, because I really feel like a lot of people are, are, are really not looking at and giving respect to all the guys. Yes, we also have Guru Control, and Guru Control is a great deck as well, but it relies on Guru, whereas Altergeist doesn't necessarily rely on Multifaker because it has a variety of other cards. You can also run a variety of Warlords. I mean, it's just a great, a great, great deck overall. 
I'm not gonna have magical musketeers. Now that with the reprints, why not get them? I mean, let's be honest. Uh, they're all relatively inexpensive, and they just they, this is a, one of those decks you get, <laughs> and you just wait for the meta to make this deck viable. Like this deck saw a ton of play when Orcus was the best deck, uh, undisputed Orcus best deck. Everything else was a hybrid of Orcus, and then you had magical musketeer players walk in and slap everybody. And I feel like as we move into every single meta, you have to ask yourself, especially you have the deck core or the deck of Magical Musketeers, is it my time to go in and get, and get some free wins? Because during Orcus meta, Magical Musketeers was definitely that deck. And it's relatively inexpensive right now, and I feel like the deck can obviously go up in higher in value in the future. The minute it comes back into it, so why not get it now when nobody's looking at it? I mean, secret versions of um, secret versions of Magical Musketeer cards, the, the big boys are like four bucks. Four bucks for a cast bar. Three, four bucks for start. Like, why not get them? Anyway, up next, we have Heroes. Now, I'll be honest with you. I have the hero bug. I don't know when I caught it. It's not like coronavirus. It's more deadlier because it hurts your wallet. Uh, I have a good amount of money in my bank account, and I, I know uh, it's going to get to the point where, where you first buy one card. You're like, ooh, you build a deck. You have your deck core put together. You have the deck put together, and you're like, well, Stratos Ultra Rare looks like a punk, but Ultra Rare Stratos, man. I don't even think you can negate that. So, so I, I might go in and build fully build up heroes. I'll be honest. Like I just love the deck a lot. Why not? We also have Planet Patrol. I want to build this and learn about this deck because I really don't know about how it fully plays out. I got the basis of the deck, but I don't have a full understanding of Planet Patrol. And people are telling me, V, Planet Patrol is where it's at. V, Planet Patrol is amazing. I just can't see it. It's a YouTuber promoted, Konami promoted, YouTuber promoted, hack job of a deck from what I could see. Maybe I'm wrong, and I'm, I'm totally fine uh, with being wrong. I'm totally okay with that. But I don't know. I have zero idea. And, of course, we have Cyber Dragons. Of course. What are you thinking? The cool thing about Cyber Dragons, and same thing with all these other decks, but definitely Cyber Dragons, I like what I love about it is the deck can make a really good player get their invite. They can make a really good player win an event. And a really good player can have the option of not playing the deck at max rarity. In fact, most players that play Cyber Dragons, specifically only Cyber Dragons, don't necessarily need it at max rarity. They still do what they need to do. And I like that about Cyber Dragons. I like that the fact that a majority of it came in a structure to play, so make it easier for them. I like that. Uh, we, we're just getting a bunch of recent reprints to lower the value of the deck, which at one point was relatively expensive, but it's not right now. So I like that about Cyber Dragons. That's why it's in here. And that's definitely why I'm going to build Cyber Dragons. I really do like the deck a lot, and it's a really fun deck. A little, not, another thing, you know, off to the side on deck course, when you go to Yu-Gi-Oh events, especially living somewhere like Nebraska, and by the way, the reason I always joke around about Nebraska is because I think they probably have the biggest, densest rogue player population that plays serious Yu-Gi-Oh. So by knowing the deck cores, going somewhere like Nebraska and playing against one, one of our players, and they whip out a rogue deck, and you have knowledge of that rogue deck, they lose all, and I mean 100% of the advantage they had going to that event. Because when you go to a rogue deck to an event, your biggest advantage is your opponent not knowing what you, you, you're going to do, what you can do, and, which, and since their deck's known, tier one deck, you know what to do to stop that. So I really do like that about all these uh, uh, all these deck cores. The knowledge is what you really pay for. And that's what I love about deck cores. Learning them, learning about them. So if I ever want to play a tier one deck, let's say at Emancipators, and I sit down and I'm sitting against a player that plays Cyber Dragon, I know I doubt what he wants to do to me. And I think that's important for you guys because 
you playing against rogue decks, you want to take away that power they have. And the main power isn't necessarily the rogue deck. Their main power is catching you looking every single time they play a card that you do not know about and you have to read. So that's huge. Um, next, of course, we have Murmels. Like I said earlier in the in this podcast, Murmels are just so good. I mean, why, why would you not want to have Murmels? I think every player should own Murmels, I think. I've been saying it for years, and I'm going to continue saying it. Beginning every regional season, as people forget, are, are trying to figure out what they want to play, the Murmel player shotgun in the face will always get a Yu-Gi-Oh player their regional invite. It's that good. I also have uh, Dragon Maids. Um, <laughs> I pulled Big Bay Dragon Maid, and I don't know. I might build it. I might not. I might just get rid of it. I have it here, though. I have a majority of the deck core put to the side. I have to play mat. I, I should probably just build it up. Why not? For the, for the funsies. I got to pay the waifu tax. I don't even have waifus, but yeah, evidently I do, because I got to pay the tax. Then we have Bougians. I have the Zach Max Rarity. That's why. <laughs> I'm going to cut to the point with you. I'm not going to even BS you. It's a max rarity. It's gorgeous. And I need to resleeve it in brand new sleeves and throw it back in this deck box. So I'm going to make a video of that. And I'm going to make videos of all these deck cores ultimately, eventually. You also have DDDs. Uh, I know some of the combos. I don't know all the combos. It's evidently a really good deck. That's an unknown. That's one thing I like about DDDs. It's an unknown, unknown. Things you just don't know. You don't know. And with DDDs, a lot of you can players have an understanding of what they are, but not a full knowledge of what they are at one point they were tier one for about a week then we got zodiacs after zodiacs we got into master rule four so i think DEDs had that hidden potential and i like that about them they're my son gohan of Yu-Gi-Oh decors young son gohan not, not the older useless one we also have rikas relatively new i kind of want to build them because they're new and i love the artwork and i have the whole i have everything of them why not you know i also have ritual beast and I don't have everything. I, th I think I'm missing the ultimate of uh, uh, Zagi Pelio, whatever the hell it. I don't know the names that well, but I have the deck core ritual beasts, and um, I'm gonna put them bad boys together. Then we have Salad. I like Salad. I think Salad's really good. No, I'm joking. I actually hate this deck a lot. I hate this deck, and actually, uh, honest, truthfully, little, 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 little uh, uh, combination. Hate fucking Salad. Salad's disgusting. Any retard tells you to like salad is lying to you. Oh, yeah, salad. I could go for a good salad right now. Really? You don't want a cheeseburger with bacon and fucking fries? You fucking liar. Anyway, that's a whole different subject. But yeah, I, I, I want to build salad. I, I, I just I, I do want to try them out. I like the deck a little bit. Um, I don't know. Salad players are weird, but I like the deck. Also, I have Arrow Mage. And when I put Arrow Mage here, but what I really meant to put on here was just plants. Because I feel like plants are still, like, they're just almost there. And I want to build them. I want to play them. Maybe I could break them. Who knows? And, of course, I got prank kids. Of course you got prank kids. People think, oh, V, prank kids. Come on. Get out of here. Uh, I got my invite prank kids. That deck's fucking real as shit, dude. You go for a sort of prank kids and you build that wall. Okay? MAGA prank kids. They're going to get you wins. You go to locals against players that don't know what prank kids do. You're going to teach them as you take their store credit. Seriously, don't fucking sleep on prank kids. This deck is real, dude. This deck is crazy real. Hopefully getting more support. Then we got Trap Tricks. So I heard so much shit about Trap Tricks. Oh, Trap Tricks are going to be so this. Uh -huh. Trap Tricks are going to be tier zero. Uh -huh. Yeah, Trap Tricks ain't do shit. But I want to know why. I want to break that code. I'm curious. And that's why I have them here. I'm going to build them. We also have, and these are my deck cores, guys. Obviously, if you're listening, you might have your own deck cores, but it's, you know, it's important to understand that. And next we have Spirals. Whoa. Talk about falling off the side of fucking planet Earth. Um, I want to try them out. I like Spirals. Then we have Vampires. This deck came out and quickly was put to the side because everyone was on the Sky Striker hype. I mean, sure, I totally get it. 
But the Arbicon Vampires is amazing, and they have their own version of Honest, Vampire Fraulein, and it's really fucking good and really fun. Then we have Light Swans. This deck, come on, like, you know, I don't know what to say about Light Swans other than the fact that, like, every time a new deck Archite comes out, guarantee you somebody at Konami is like, uh, does Light Swans break that shit? No, for real, though, though. I mean, does Light Swans break it? I, I understand what you're saying, but. This deck we made a forever ago, long fucking time ago, that abuses graveyard effects, that, that has been an engine in so many decks, will Lights One make that even more stupid? Because that's what the Lights Ones are. They're probably the best engine, the longest lasting engine in the game of Yu-Gi-Oh! And I don't think a lot of players give it that credit. Also, I have Harpies. I have an almost max rarity. Waifu time, boys. That's the wife. That's probably my waifu. Now I'm thinking about it. And like I said, Burning Abyss, I have over here as well. Once again, everyone should have Burning Abyss and Mer If you have Deck Course and you don't have Burning Abyss and Mermos, you're not a Deck Core guy. I'm just straight up, you're not that. Because ultimately, you want to obviously A, sell the Deck Course, make a good amount of money when they are hyped up, especially do it at your locals, or B, you want to use it. Oh, you heard about that new thing for Burning Abyss? And then you, your ears go up and you're like, what happened? Because you have it done already, it's, it's, it's already laid out. And by the way, if you have Gold Rare Burning Abyss, you're doing it wrong. Then we have Marine Says. I keep talking about this deck. I, I really, I, I'm getting some TCU player store credit. Like, I think tomorrow it clears. Uh, I'm, I'm probably going to finish my Marine Says. I want to I build them. Also, I have Blue Eyes. I don't know. I don't know why I have fucking Blue Eyes. I just do. Don't question it. I'm building them too. Fuck it. I have Crystal Beast Max Rarity. Rabbity Horn comes with my Crystal Beast. Little fun fact about myself and my channel. When Crystal Beast first came out, and, and Rainbow Dragon, the first Ghost the, the ghost Red that I really wanted came out, I, I didn't have that much money. My wife was in Chinatown, New York, and I saw a display case, and they had Ghost Red Rainbow Dragon. I told my wife at the time, I'm like, I'm going to get that next Max Rarity one day. Just because I, I don't have no money now, not a penny in my pocket, I remember. Uh, uh, but one day I'm going to get a couple of bucks, and I'm going to get the deck, and I did. And that's why I have here. Also, I have two goat decks. I have chaos goats and regular goats. Um, do a video on those. Goat players are weird, though. You gotta watch what you say with ghost players because you go, I like this card, and they go, Yeah, me too. And then the card's fucking bought out forever, and you're like, Really, dude? Like, oh, I fucking accidentally hit by it all. Then you have generators. I've, I've been told by you guys that generators are really good, and I want to be excited. The thing is, I want to be excited about generators because the artwork looks absolutely fucking amazing. Um. I have almost a whole deck core as well. Like, I want to be Team Generator. <laughs> I just don't know if they are going to be good. But, uh, hey, I'm going in. Also got Abyss Actors. Everyone kind of forgot about Abyss Actors. They they felt like water, but they're all oh, dark monsters. Another alternate pendulum deck that, once again, the lost pendulum deck, I like to call them. And I'm going to fucking put them together. You got Dream Mirrors. That deck core is already done. I just need to create a video for it and uh, put it in sleeves and, you know, work a combo into it and whatnot. Dreamers are like Final Fantasy. I know people are saying, well, the invocation is actually Final Fantasy. I fucking get it. Artwork-wise, I think Dreamers are... Maybe maybe they're another Jap anime, uh, you know, uh, RPG kind of thing. But I really do like Dreamers a lot. I feel like there's a lot of potential. But Konami just never finished the deck. They're like, oh, this is going to be so good when we release this new card. And then someone stopped and they're like, no, hurt the fuck on. How about we don't? And just release the cards. And that's what I feel like with Dreamers. I feel like they, they need something. Also got Sky Strikers on here uh, twice because I feel like there's two builds of Sky Strikers, so I'll have that coming out as well. Also have Yosendra's in here. I don't know. I had the whole deck core in a pile, and I'm like, dude, why don't I just build a Yosendra deck? Deck's fun. I like Yosendra's. Great casual deck, actually. We have Zodiac, which I thought was going to be a dog shit deck, but evidently everyone is starting to play Zodiac, which I don't understand. But hey, I have it as well, so I will build Zodiac as well. 
I got Fire Fist because they have an FTK that that isn't consistent, but everyone forgot about, which I love. I love the fact that this game has an FTK. Fire Fist, by the way. It's not fully consistent, but when you get it off, you basically steal a win. <laughs> like, how fucking amazing is that? How is everybody not excited about this or talking about this? When a deck first got support, I mean, a couple of sets ago already. When it first got its re-support, should really say. Um, everyone's like, Fire Fist! And then it quickly went away because the, the prices didn't match up with the deck was doing in tournaments. But I feel like it's now it's time we can talk about Fire Fist. So now it's time we can go in and grab Fire Fist cards and build this card. And I want to show this FTK again because I think everybody forgot about it. But I want to do that. We also have Infernoids. And remember when I said about Burning Abyss and, and when I said about Murmos being those decks that catch people off guard? Infernoids is almost like that. But just like uh, decks like Magical Musketeers, it needs the right meta. But in the right meta, just like Musketeers, it can really push people's shit in. People, when people go to regionals and invite, especially when Orcas was like, the deck. Infernos were just slapping people, left and right. And uh, once again, people would just forget about it and move on to the next newest hype thing. And the prices of Infernoids, especially Max Rating Infernoids, tank, which I like about Infernoids. Also have Eldritch. Um, that's the last deck I'm ever going to make. Uh, even though I'm a big fan of Control, and I do like Eldritch as a fun Control, mid-range Control build, depending on how you look at it. I feel like Eldritch is based off one monster. And the minute you get rid of Big Boss Daddy Eldritch Monster, what a deck's not really that good. It's decent, I guess. I don't know. Not excited about it. Maybe I'll build it. Maybe I won't. Let me have an empty deck box. So that's basically all the deck calls. Oh, yeah. No, I'm sorry. I have one more that I didn't show anywhere, actually. And I'm going to tell you guys right now. And that's regular pendulums. Whether it's pendulum magicians. Whether it's the, the, the new stuff for pendulums. The, uh, I don't know what the fuck they're so called. I'm not really. I, I'm big into pendulums. And, and I, I used to be big into pendulums. And I pull away and worked on other decks. But. I might start working on a couple of Pendulum videos. I know people will go, well, V, you got the trip guy. And that's great for him. That's his little shtick. But, like, I'm a competitive Yu-Gi-Oh player. And I don't care what's the best deck. That's, like, the first thing when you're a competitive Yu-Gi-Oh player. The first thing you got to let go from being a casual competitive is you don't give a fuck what the deck's called. Oh, that's called Hitler Nazi Germany. Kill the Jews. That deck. All right. That's my deck now. That's about one of the best decks. I'm playing it. That's not good. You can't do that. I fucking want to win. <laughs> so I will do that. Anyway, um, so I think that's really important for for anyone that wants to play competitive Yu-Gi-Oh. You just don't give a fuck. And I really don't care. Not that I hate Chef. I don't really know the kid. So I don't hate the kid. But if it, if the deck's good, if the deck has some viability, I'm going to build it and play it. That's it. And I think that's really important to know for a lot of people because a lot of people get stuck in that. Like, like they're known as something. Okay? I'm the... Uh, Exodia guy, or I build everything with Exodia. Well, guess what, Exodia guy? You have a fucking ceiling, and you hit that ceiling fast, especially as time goes on and your deck gets left behind. So don't be that kind of person, especially at your locals. You get a lot of people at locals or one of their buddies, they're known as this X and Y player. Nah, dude, I'm the player that wants to win, and I'll play the best deck to give me the highest percentage chance of winning. I'll understand what your deck does. I'm going to learn what your deck does, but because when I play my deck, which is the best deck, it's going to be even better for me and this is the mentality you guys, everyone needs to understand if you want to be a competitive Yu-Gi-Oh player. Um, I want to have the highest potential of winning against my opponent. So, and, and it's something that it's very simple, but at the same time, a lot, I mean, a lot of people still forget about that. They still don't care about that. They still want to hold on to a deck. Listen, I'm hashtag guys gang for life, but I'm not playing with the guys right now. I'll get shit on. 
going against an emancipators with guys. If I go first, I might be decent. But then when they play this crazy card known as Lightning Storm, you better have your sound judgment set or you're about to eat a fat one. So this is why it's, I once again I find it very important um to build deck cores. It's having an understanding of what your the meta is. It's also having an investment on these decks and hopefully getting them at max rating when they're cheap and nobody's looking at them right now because you're going to be able to go in and you're going to be able to get, get that deck and when it does go up in value, you can sell or play, but you have the option. When anyone's running around being all hyped up on cards, like let's say like Burning Abyss with Dante, when that card was hitting like back into like $35, something insane, the card only was $4. I did a video on it on my YouTube channel, YGO Paisano, and I talked about that card. I go, this card's Really inexpensive. Why is this card going up so much in value? Like, why is card isn't spiking yet? It's super cheap. And then eventually, Burning Abyss was announcing support. And then the price of BA cards blew up. And I think that's going to happen with a lot of cards this game going on. I mean, Konami has clearly shown us Yu-Gi-Oh players that they will bring us new decks. And they will promote a lot in that new deck. But they'll also turn around to old deck cores and go, why don't we revitalize this old deck core? By releasing new cards. They're happy because they get to make more money on pack sales with new cards. The vendors are happy because they get to sell new and old cards. And if you invest it in deck cards, you're happy because you already have almost everything. You just need a new card. And you are, of course, at the mercy of that new card, depending, but it also depends and factors in of how long you need it. So there's a lot of things that we, we you know evolve around that. And I feel like, once again, a lot of people don't understand that about deck cards. There's a lot to go into deck cards. a lot to be involved in. When investing in deck, and you don't need to buy the and build the whole entire deck. I do a fun for the YouTube channel for funsies, but you can literally get the needed cards and call it a day. And um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm using this little thing called an Anchor to Record. It goes heads up, you can record up to 30 minutes in your web browser. If you like to record longer, you can use any app on your computer that upload the file. Okay, see, I didn't know that. I could I could record longer than 30 minutes. I actually had no idea about that. I just learned something new today. I did a 12-hour drive to Florida, and I kept doing it in half an hour spurts. I think I did two uh, podcasts. I had no fucking idea I could do that, but now I have the information. So next time, I can do that. Okay, that's new. Um, <laughs> wow. Learning things. It's 9 a.m., and I learned some shit. I'm done for the day, boys. I, I'm like I'm burnt on this pandemic, by the way. Like Everything's going down, and numbers are about infected, and people are still freaking out about it. It's fucking aggravating. Like, I was the first to go in and go, everyone, be careful. And to a degree, I still am. I mean, you still have to be careful. Use hand sanitizer. Be, be smart. Hand sanities and face masks. Boom, you're good to go. But um, the fact that everything's so close is just so fucking stupid. It's beyond It's beyond belief. We should have had a one-off quarantine, and then we should have went back into the mixture. We would have been good to go. The fact that we had a lockdown means everybody can't go anywhere else. You can't go anywhere else, but you can go to Walmart. Well, hey, I'm Mr. Infected Guy. I need to get food. Gee, where should I go? Oh, I'm going to go to Walmart. Her, her, her. You go into Walmart, you touch everything. And then you go out buy your food. Oh, look at that. You touch the checkout counter. You walk out, you know. You get me, regular guy, going in there. Oh, I'm going to buy me some food, too, because guess what? If you're infected or not infected, we share the same thing. Food. And then you go in and fucking get food, and guess what? You get infected. Good thing you got geolocated to a local Walmart where everyone fucking goes. Also, market or gas station. But that's basically the only place that's open. So, I don't know. That's why I have two cents on the fucking virus. It's absolutely ridiculous. We should be open already. We should, we should be monitored, but open. Took four days to close everything down, but people want to do up to four weeks. Where I am in Kentucky, they're talking about like eight weeks, maybe even 12 weeks. It's horrible for small businesses. But anyway, I'm going to get past that because I already went to that in detail in my previous podcast. But guys, that course is something I think, once again, a lot of people are forgetting about and a lot of people need to recognize and understand. I also have a DC player link. 
Uh, my YouTube channel, if you use that, I'd greatly appreciate it. If you don't use it, it's fucking whatever. I totally get it. I mean, I would like if you use mine. TG Play sends me a little check and I go, ooh. I, I put that money to buy cards. <laughs> That's literally what I do. I get I get the check, I open it, I'm, I'm like, ooh, free money. And then I just go and I fucking buy trading cards. And that's basically what I do. Um, I have a, I'm a rarity whore as well, and I think that's something that's fun to note. Rarity pimp, I create rarity whores, and and I, and I just like max rarity cards. You know, it's, it's that old, it's that old school idea of like if you couldn't afford four, would you get one? And every now and then you got like one putts in the room. It's like no, I like my piece of shit cards. I have to push a start. Fucking, I have to put fucking gas in the tank and hopefully the car starts up. You can't put full because it won't flood the engine. It's like yeah, yeah, I would fucking love a Ferrari, hundred percent. Uh, and and I'm in a position in my life where I could like get you your cards, which is pretty sweet. And TG player every now and then goes here, buy more on us, and I'm like, you fucking air will. So that's and that's something also I really like a lot. So yeah, use my affiliate link so I can get cards for free. <laughs> One card I've been looking at a lot lately has been Ultimate Rare Maxi. And the idea of Ultimate Rare Maxi, which is currently like around two fifty. $250, which, which you might go, wow, it's a lot of money. Yeah, but imagine if the card came up the balance, even to one, which ideally Konami would put, because we've seen it with done with other cards. Super Polymerization, Sound Judgment, they all went to one, and then look at a Maxi, you're just like, oh yeah, this card's going to three. It's like, no, it's not going to fucking three. I wish it would. It's going to one. And the $250 Ultimate Rare Maxi at one, going to one? Well, that's obviously at least double in price. I kind of want to get three of them, and that's a lot of money. Um, But I think ultimately Konami would have Maxi Ultimate, uh, Maxi be at three. And if you own an ultimate copy or secret common copy, it doesn't matter. It does the same thing. But once again, if you can get the Ferrari, would you get it? That's the question I, I think uh, needs to be asked. If you can have the ability to to get something that's relatively hard to get, but you can get it, would you do it? And I and I think that's something that is very important to note. And when a pandemic, you're fucking going anywhere. We're not going like like. And majority of people aren't going to be. I'm not going on vacation. I have more money saved now than I ever ever have in my entire life, uh, because I can't go out and spend it on Yu-Gi-Oh cards, go to my locals or or any of that. And it, all the sets in Yu-Gi-Oh getting pushed back, so you can't even buy that new shit. So I've been taking my money and just going. You know what? I'm gonna put invest in it. <laughs> Uh, I put money in the stock markets, and I have Bitcoin. I've been buying Bitcoin stock. That's why. I mean, and I mean, I've been always been doing that, but not to a huge degree. Like you know, I mean, I still have a good amount of money in stocks and Bitcoin, but like, I've never ever in my entire life uh, just go. I'm bored. I'll just put money into stocks. You know, it, it's never been like that. But I feel like it's really important to, especially in times like now when when the market is so bad, uh, to invest in in a low market because when market goes up, look at that value. Same with Bitcoin, but Bitcoin's on a totally different level. They're about to cut the coin's value again, which I love. The halving is fucking awesome. Uh, if you guys are into Bitcoin, check that out because that's about to happen. We don't know when, but we know it's going to happen within this year. Um, hopefully soon. I think I think it's going to happen soon, and the value of Bitcoin's going to be insane again. Everyone's going to freak out again on Bitcoin, and people are going to go, "V, should I invest in Bitcoin?" And they're going to ask me that question again, and it's like you should invest in it now. You should have been investing in it because the halving is about to ha the having happened already. Get fucked. And every time it happened, the, the value of Bitcoin has skyrocketed. Even though it recently tanked hard, uh, I think I lost $100 in value overall, but it's nothing uh, when you really think about what's going to happen to the value. Anyway, uh, and then in stocks, a uh, little fun fact about stocks. Uh, I always say invest in energy. There's a company called U.S. Food Holding, USFD. I've been investing in heavily in as well. 
Um, that's something awesome to know. But that's a whole different side point. V, talk about Yu-Gi-Oh cards. I don't want to hear about making money. I want to hear about spending money. <laughs> Listen, I'm almost up to my half an hour point in the podcast, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Um, if you want to support me in this podcast, all you got to do is go on my YouTube channel, YGO Paisano. Hit the subscribe button. Comment down below. I love the communication I'm getting lately. You guys have been absolutely insane. I mean, seriously, absolutely insane in the conversation of the, the YouTube videos. I love every second of it. Um, as well as just, you know, hanging out and having a good time talking about the game because we're all in this together and I always, I want to be in this together with you guys and have this communication, you know, have a good one guys. See you later, Paisanos.